Hello and welcome to the Power Rock Podcast. We're only speaking with the Calgary-based punk band, the Maroons. I want to make sure you guys are in Calgary, right? That's where you Hicks City. That is correct. Yes, sir. Okay. I want to make sure I got the city right because it could be a lot of different <laughs> Canadian cities that are Hicks cities. Um, but I want to talk to them about their new album, The Book of Maroon, which I think is potentially the best punk album of the year. We'll also be talking about some of the other great things the band has been up to, their history, and why they think Canada is so damn punk these days. If you haven't been paying attention, well, you probably need to start listening to these bands from the Great White North, eh? We'll be speaking to the band about all this and more right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power of Rock podcast. I'm stoked to be hanging out and then bringing on Robbie and Johnny from the Canadian punk band of the Maroons today. Because as they are the self-proclaimed quintessential party punk band, I think we have a lot in common. So, hey, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here. So let's kind of introduce you to the world a bit. I think a lot of people kind of maybe in Alberta and in kind of the, the prairie provinces of, of Canada might have an idea of who you guys are. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how far and wide punk music spreads there. Um, but I know probably a lot of Americans and maybe Europeans probably just don't know that much about Canadian punk music. So let's kind of start there and like talk about how you guys got together, how awesome you are and kind of how the music's kind of gone so far and, and how you kind of started a punk band in the first place. Um, well, so the Maroons actually started off as a joke band. Um, I owned a and it DJ still company. is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> but not to the extent that it was in the sense. Yeah. So um, I used to own a DJ company and we used to do rock and roll bingo at a bar where we would dress up like 80s hair bangers and play heavy, you know, 80s rock and uh, play bingo. And uh, I kind of went all out with it and decided that we should come up with a band for it, like a fake band as the host and the DJ and stuff. Um, and then, so we would come out um, to the moron brothers by no effects. Yeah. And I was going to call it the morons, but then I thought it'd be funnier to call it the maroon so that every time somebody called us morons, we'd be like, Nope, it's maroon. Um, yeah. And uh, so, and then I wrote four songs for a little demo that we would play on the speakers and stuff too. And they were uh, punk songs, but they were all about, bingo um so it was kind of a bingo themed punk band um and then uh i actually found some guys that wanted to do the music and uh make an actual band out of the tunes as long as we you know changed them so they weren't about bingo yeah. uh, except for rock and roll bingo baby we kept that one because that's a winner but uh so that's kind of where it started years ago um and it's just kind of developed uh from there yeah, and I mean, you guys have released, I think, what, two albums and a few EPs out of that so far from memory, correct? Yeah, two albums, and uh, there was two EPs, but we scratched the first EP because it was horrible, and uh, <laughs> we took the good stuff out of that and re-recorded it. Um, One song. The rest of it. <laughs> One uh, song. Two. Oh, yeah, two. That's really. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, two full albums and an EP and a single. 
Yeah. And so this is kind of over the last, I want to say five or six years from memory as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. About that. I think it was 2018 ish. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So kind of a pretty new punk band. Were you guys playing in bands in, in general before that? Or were you kind of just, or were you in bands early in life and then kind of decided to start a band again? How did that work out? Myself. I mean, I've, uh, so I got into punk rock in, uh, in high school, not unlike a lot of, a lot of folk in, uh, in around the mid nineties in the, you know, epitaph fat explosion yeah. that happened then, even in, in small town, Alberta and Southern Alberta town, about 10,000 people I grew up in still the, the skater punks found it there. So, so that yeah. was my intro to it. And I played in bands then and around until about my early twenties. And then I didn't play any punk rock until uh, for, for a lot of years, I moved around working, et cetera. And uh, until maybe four or five years ago, and I was yeah. living in Calgary and, and got back into the scene, was playing with some bands. And so I'm actually the newest member of, uh, of the Maroons. I've only been playing with these guys since, uh, right around the start of the pandemic, um, okay. basically after seeing them play and, uh, found that they were looking for band members. And, uh, there's a bit of a story there too, that maybe we'll get into <laughs> later, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably sort of treat everybody head. like shit. And then they leave the band. Huh? Wow. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> in short, yeah. fluctuation in shorts, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just always been kind of a, a part of my life. Right. And, uh, yeah. and this is essentially where I landed with the boys and it's, man just a, a great group and it's it's tons of fun i mean it's listen to the songs and you can kind of tell how much fun we're having and uh, yeah that's yeah, just been a life a lifelong thing for me i never really grew out of it and i'm sure rob's probably yeah. got a similar story for you yeah yeah Robbie. pretty much yeah i um i played my first show when i was 15 we released a six song ep with a band that i was in when i was 15 punk band and played all the punk shows and stuff calgary used to have like such a good uh, all ages punk scene when I was a kid growing up. I'm very fortunate for that. Every weekend we'd go and watch five or six awesome bands to shred it out. And so we wanted to be a part of it, you know, at a young age and was fortunate enough to have some friends that knew how to play. And I just screamed because I didn't know how to play anything at the time. And um, yeah, so and then same as Johnny, we, we I played in a bunch of different punk bands. till so I was probably about 20 uh, ish. Um, and then it kind of fell off and I always still enjoyed it, but couldn't find anybody to play with and, you know, got kind of lazy in that regard, I guess. Uh, uh, he played really, with himself a lot. Yeah. Didn't really. I, and that's funny because I did, I still recorded a lot and wrote a lot of music and stuff, but I didn't really, I wasn't actively looking for a band. It was, yeah. I, I just didn't have the time kind of thing. And then when uh, I got a little older and stuff, it just, I don't know. Maybe one of those things is you start getting in your late thirties, you're like, okay, I better do it now. Otherwise I'll, I'll never do it kind of thing. So you push yourself a little harder to find a band and um, yeah. And then here we are. So. Yeah. It's kind of like your midlife crisis instead of buying Well, you didn't buy a convertible. Did you use started a, a rock band? Yeah. The car came after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I mentioned this because a lot of people that are in bands now, it's like they, disassembled past bands or just basically started playing again to get back into it. But it's like a lot of bands that just kind of dissolved over years. Now these new members are, are, are new bands are cropping up with members that they either kind of kicked around with or kind of knew from before, but had never really been together. So it's, it's kind of interesting to hear that you have that same story because it's hard to 
make a band just after the age of like 35, especially after 35. I mean, yeah. it's easy when you're 16, 17, because you just go ask people, hey, do you want to be in a band? And they're like, shit, I got nothing else to do. So, but now it's like, yeah. oh, I've got bills, I've got kids, I've got a wife. Like, where the hell am I going to yeah. play in a band? So, yeah, it's a lot different. Well, it, it did actually kind of turn out that way. It's funny you mention it because um, Davey and I went to school, like elementary school and junior high together. Um, and I remember jamming with them when we were in like grade five, grade six, maybe grade seven, grade eight. I can't remember. A long time ago. Yeah. And um, the uh, so I was playing in a band before the Maroons. I was playing in a band. I was playing bass in this band. And it was an old buddy that uh, Davey and I both knew from back in the day growing up together in the same neighborhood and stuff. And um, at one point, uh, Davey tried out for that band and uh he blew my mind i was like yeah this is the guy like davy's such a good guitar player like for sure and then uh the 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 head of the other band kind of thing main guy he was like nah, it's not really working kind of thing i was like okay um yeah. so then i jumped all over it i was like davy we should play some punk rock and he was like okay <laughs> i was like yes because <laughs> I, I really enjoyed playing in the other band but my heart was always like I want to play punk again. And so yeah. when Davey was out for it, I was like, yeah, because Davey, I don't know if you know the story behind Davey. He was in DeVille. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with DeVille, but if you're not, you should look up some of their old stuff. They did really yeah. well, toured a lot and released some big stuff and we're a really good band. And uh, yeah, so to have Davey on the side, I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. We're going to roll with this. Yeah, that's awesome. And then he knew, he knew Gat, uh, Gigi uh, and Gigi was in some other uh, pretty good bands as well um what was the big one he was in johnny torches to triggers torches to triggers yeah another one they got videos up and stuff you can look them up they did a lot of touring and stuff as well so all of a sudden here i am you know i didn't i played in a lot of bands but i never played outside of calgary kind of thing and i'm playing with these guys that have been on world tours and everything else and they're kind of like why are you guys bringing me along for the ride but yeah don't ask <laughs> roll with it <laughs> yeah that's funny well, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, it's it's very unique. I think it's kind of especially unique since the pandemic. A lot of bands are kind of reforming and kind of reuniting or rekindling you know, friendships from before and kind of walking away from bands that they just kind of didn't have much activity going along. So they kind of just started yeah. their own thing. So um, yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about the music because you guys obviously have a pretty up-tempo sound, much like the skate punk from the 90s. Um, you seem to merge it like that that uh, quick pace with some of the melodic vocals. Uh, reminds me, like the vocals and, and the styling of the melodic style is a lot like a Bad Religion to me or like Mark Hoppus when he sings on the Blink side and how he writes songs because he can still joke about songs, but he knows that there's still like the serious side of, you know, putting the song together and making it sound good as well. Um, so that's kind of what I think. Is that kind of like, an accurate assessment in any way do you guys pull kind of influences from those kind of places um when i for me when i'm writing um i write it based on kind of i like basic ideas i i'm not as talented as the other guys so i'll record a track uh with the kind of basic outline of things yeah. um and then uh the other guys kind of make it their own and and that's where it becomes a really good composition instead yeah. of my slack little <laughs> outline that i put together but uh are you are you putting it down on like acoustic guitar first sorry uh no i have a i have a studio here or well, just a you know home studio uh 
general da but uh i put okay. the drums down and the bass and the guitars and everything else and backup vocals where i want backup vocals kind of thing so it's all laid out for the guys but at the same sense it's like nothing's written in stone so other guys sure. may have an idea to well let's change this up or let's change that and then you know johnny adds a lot more to the bass line because i just put down basic bass lines and then the guitars get totally like way better and then and yeah. yeah the vocals basically stay the same until i rehash them into something a little better as well too but uh my uh my biggest um idols i guess or yeah. influence thank you i don't know why i couldn't think of it but uh would be uh like the vandals where it's like nice it's it's witty but there's some a lot of truth to it um yeah. you know it, it can be you can still be political but poke fun at it and everything else yeah. i like to i like to have a lot of fun with it i mean you know there's I, I do like a lot of punk bands that are serious and everything else. And that's, that's most of them, let's face it. But at the same time, it's like, for me, I see it like life is so bloody serious all the time. There's so much crap in the world and I could either focus on that or I could poke fun of it and try and laugh at it best I can and try to get people to laugh for me. When I, when I want to be entertained, I want to laugh. I want to forget everything else and I want to laugh. So that's kind of how I approach my writing for the most part too. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting influence because I still remember this song. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's something clowns are neat. Clowns are fun. Clowns are loved by everybody <laughs> or everyone. That was like yeah. one of my favorite Vandal songs. He's like, Bozo? I sh or like, was, he's like, like, Bozo? No, I don't know yeah. Bozo, but I wish I did, though. That man's a freaking genius. <laughs> a freaking genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the, uh, he walks in, clown walks into a bar and says, make me a tree fort. Bartender says, what's in a tree fort? Clown says, playboy books and cigars. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> It's a great little song. Oh, I haven't awesome. probably listened to that song in 20 years, but still every once yeah. in a while I'll, I'll remember it and I'll just <laughs> spout out that line like, Bozo? Yeah. I don't know Bozo or whatever, but I Can't wish I was. Though. Freaking genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that song because so, it's just like a line like that can just stick with you. And like, it, it's it's not, it, it's funny, but it, you know, it it's it's smart still at the same time, right? It's not like it's yeah. just like, oh, I pooped. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not just dick and fart jokes like exactly. half the other stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would say, is that kind of like what your guys' kind of, you know, uh, unique proposition for the world is? Like, that's how you stand out from other bands is that you don't, A, take yourself so seriously, but you also then, B, make the music really good and actually make it like a, a, a real record as opposed to just, you know, a comic band or something like that. I mean, I, I think that's a big part of it, right? It's that kind of dichotomy that you say there. Uh, I mean, Rob is a uh, is a, a clever lyricist, to say the least, and a, and, a, and an excellent musician. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short there, buddy. Fine demos come out there, but uh, but I think a big a big part of it, and you, you touched on it a bit earlier too. You mentioned kind of how varied the the latest album sounds uh, too. You know, it's 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 tight, and we work extremely hard on the songs. We're very proud of them. We pride ourselves and. And uh, I don't want to necessarily go out and call ourselves professionals, but we try to be as professional as possible with what we uh, do, making our dick yeah. jokes and whatnot. Well, you got you got paid once yeah. for it, right? So that makes you professional. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was in beer, but nobody told me. <laughs> yeah. So let's kind of talk about obviously the new album, The Book of Marone, because I think it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's like a huge evolution for you guys from your previous albums, but I feel like it is a step up in like quality 
uh, just the amount of like, even the marketing material behind it and the naming and the branding and all that stuff that you kind of put into it. You could see that it wasn't just like, Hey, like this is just a project anymore. Like this is like something we're really taking seriously. Um, I think your past release is really good, but this album, uh, it just seemed more refined, bigger sounding, and, and it took things and it just made them overall even better. So what was the recording process for the album and, and how was it different from past releases? Rhythm section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that's a, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually just talking with um, Steve from Belvedere the other day. Uh, we actually worked together and uh, we were talking humble, about Humble uh, name drop there, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a good guy and he's helped us out a lot. And uh, Casey, uh, he's drummer from Belvedere and also, you know, in the circle. Yeah. Um, he, he recorded it at his studios, Echo Bay Studios. And um, uh, so he had just, he, he's recorded all our albums. And you can see that the quality gets a little bit better with each album. And I mean, a lot of that comes into play because we've gotten better naturally over the years. But uh uh, Casey's gotten better over the years as well, too. Um, and then with uh, during the pandemic, they recorded uh, the last Belvedere album there. Hindsight is the sixth sense. And uh, he invested in some new gear um, for that album alone. And then you'll see it. Trashed Ambulance recorded their last album there as well, yeah. too. So you hear that same kind of quality on there. Um, and it's I don't think it's like miles above the last recordings and stuff, but it's subtle enough. Like it's, it's there. And uh, like you said, it's got a, just a cleaner yet heavier kind of tone to it that yeah. really kind of kicks you in the ass, which I love it. Like we, we asked them as well. We wanted a little bit more low end, a little more thump to this one as well too. Um, yeah. So he was happy to do that for us and he did it really well. Yeah. That's cool. Cause yeah, I was, uh, you just mentioned trash ambulance and that's going to kind of, and you mentioned Casey who all those kind of things will start coming into some of these questions later, but I do want to talk about how you guys put the album out on high, high end denim records, which is a label fronted by another guest of ours this season from uh, trash ambulance, Josh. Uh, and yeah. you actually did a vocal feature on the song stock in the park, which coincidentally beats your own song. I want to be a Hesher for best single on the punk rock mag good shit awards oh shit like i guess i have to ask how much do you even like those guys in trash jamelins i mean they're kind of <laughs> fucking assholes right i mean and how is it working with them on the label side of things oh it's awesome um so i've known them for a while we've played shows together for a while and uh um when i was doing well i, I guess um doing a lot of solo stuff, especially during COVID and stuff. I, I wrote a lot of stuff that I write a lot of really stupid stuff. Um, that's like beyond Marone's material <laughs> where mm -hmm. the Marones even look at me and we're like, uh, maybe not. Uh, so that's where my solo stuff comes in. Um, and then, so I write and record that. And then, uh, Josh, um, and, um, Ozone and I, we've worked on, uh, before that, we worked on a side project that Trashed Ambulance has called Burning Nickels. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard that one yet, but uh, yeah, I did bass and backup vocals on a lot of their stuff as well. Um, so then when I did my solo stuff, they asked if I wanted to release it under their label and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's just sitting here doing nothing. So they did yeah. that as well. And then, uh, and then when it was time to, they, they did so much uh, for my solo stuff as far as getting it out there to, you know, stuff that I would have never been able to. And I tried with the Today's Special album 
uh, when we put that out, I tried doing the same thing that they did. I was like, okay, I'll take a page out of their book and really try to release it out to more blogs and podcasts and stuff. And I got like no return on it. Uh, <laughs> so then with this one, we're like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's try it under high end denim and, and see what they do. And yeah. sure enough, uh, you know, here we are with you. We would have never had this opportunity here if it wasn't for them sending it along and stuff. So, yeah. so they've been really good that way. And they're, they're awesome dudes. Yeah. Back. And I actually don't even remember if they were the ones that introduced me to your album or not, but I, I'm sure because of just knowing them and, and of them probably led me to you guys, because I think in the end you being featured on that song stock in the park was, and how I learned about well, who the fuck are the Maroons and why aren't oh, they just okay. called the Morons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had, we had one guy review one of uh, the first album. And he just totally attacked our name. He's like, it's spelled with an umlaut and pronounced Marones. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, tr okay. I truly think that if you speak German in, in the umlaut, I don't know if it would be oh. pronounced Marone, but it doesn't no, matter. No. Like, that's no. the whole no, point, I mean, right? Be, exactly. Story. I mean, it's, yeah, it's part be of it. like yeah, Maroon right. or something like that. Yeah, Maroons. <laughs> <laughs> All funny. right. What a Maroon. I think yeah. Maroon was taken. So they're all taken. You, that's why we had to throw an umlaut on there. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you have to have some sort of search, whatever you like, differentiation on like Spotify and Google, right? Exactly. So you guys have many great songs on the Book of Maroon, and I want to dig into a couple of them specifically because I feel like you've done a really good job of being comical, like we mentioned, but also not making the songs too jokey. And it's a fine line because even bands like No Effects toe that fine line at times with their songs and not always in a good way. Like sometimes you're just like, that's fucking stupid. And other times you're like, okay, now it. you're just making it way too serious. <laughs> so it's like you yeah. got to kind of toe that line, right? But let's start with the song Cable because I find it to be an absolute gem of a song. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, essentially it's a song about not wanting to break up with a girl who happens to have premium cable so that you can watch your shows like on HBO and stuff. But what was it like? And, and was it written about? So first take me through the songwriting process on this one. Was it written about a real life relationship or just a bit of a spoof on society? You know the story right. on this one, don't you, Johnny? That, that's that's all you, Robbie. I sort of know uh, it, but uh, I can okay. I can recant it as well. I don't think. <laughs> so it's full full marks and credit go to uh, Gigi Marone on that one. We uh, we were playing a house party one year, and uh, we were all completely schlitzed and getting a ride back. And uh, Gigi was in the back back of the van, and I don't even know. I'm not sure anybody was even talking to him. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Or no, somebody was talking to him. I think Davey and him were having a conversation in the back. I had zoned out, but then I just caught the last like line of it. Um, so they're chatting back and forth, and then we kind of go quiet in the front seat, and all I hear is Gigi in the background is, "Oh no, man, he'll never leave her. That bitch got cable." <laughs> and I laughed my ass off. I was like, that's a brilliant idea for a song. So it is kind of based on a true story. I don't know who it's about or anything else, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, genius. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, it essentially is then like a spoof on society because that's oh, how people are. Like, they're just like, oh, oh yeah. well, I'll stay with somebody for options. $12 a month. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's more than that because she had HBO too. Like yeah. she had the full package. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to walk away on that, are you? Yeah. So another one I want to speak about, and 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 we'll start with you on this one, Johnny, because it's not about you guys writing it so much as you guys actually covering it. And that's I want to dance with somebody being on this album because even though it's a Whitney Houston cover, it's done really well. And and I even said in the review that I think that it's the best punk 
vocal or punk cover of a female vocalist uh, since H2O did Like a Prayer from Madonna back on their album Go, which I think was like 2000, 2001. So how did you guys go about picking this song and how did you have the balls to actually pull it off? (laughs) Well, the, uh, the, the selection of it, I mean, so the Maroons have a bit of a history as maybe you do, or maybe you don't know of, uh, of of picking some, uh, some slick covers to do tend to, uh, go, go back in the catalog a bit. Of course, the, the first one they did was, uh, Enya Orinoco flow, pretty, uh, uncommon cover maybe to to select and then of course did the police on uh, on today's special and then uh, it was just a matter of picking an awesome song to do a cover that hadn't been done before really was was a, a big part of it and yeah. uh despite all our searching couldn't find a really good cover of it and it's a banger of a song it's a great yeah. tune so what happened was uh we did what he what we do right robbie uh robbie kind of uh made a framework for it and uh we made it our own and added in some breakdowns and just uh turned it into into the way it turned out and and we're really proud of the way it turned out for sure and uh and it's fortuitous timing as well as the whitney houston story with the same name is about to come out in theaters in a couple of weeks so yeah to uh cash in basically yeah and i was actually at a turnstile concert and they were playing that song not your guys's version of it but the whitney houston version of it right before they're they're coming out and everybody in the crowd is singing i'm like yeah everybody knows this fucking song i mean it's impossible not to know the lyrics of this song it goes off live every time it's super fun to play yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah um if we can too we're gonna throw a video together for that uh in the next i was just gonna bring that up yeah oh perfect thank you yeah Yeah, i was just gonna say you guys are putting together an open submission for the music video so how's that going so far uh we've got a few but we need a lot more so i'll I'll throw mine in there i'll do something stupid and and, and and i'll I'll send it to you (laughs) my buddy's on vacation in the caribbean right now and his wife's mom apparently was tearing up the dance floor and he's got it all on video so we're gonna have some yes some nice Yeah, they're, nice. they're starting to come in a little bit. So we're trying to remind everybody like we want to get it done sooner than later. So yeah, send your submissions in to hickcitymorons at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be long, even like five seconds of is good enough. So for you can us slap it in there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I'm assuming you don't want them actually singing. You just want them to essentially lip sync and dance to it or something like that. Even yeah, whatever. We'll mood. mute it anyway. So then. yeah, <laughs> like we're not, we're not, we're not taking auditions to be in the band <laughs> yet. Not currently. <laughs> I was gonna say it might not even be the best cover that you guys have because, like you said, you've you've covered Enya, the Police. I believe you also covered "So Lonely" by the Hippos, if I'm not mistaken, on your guys's last album from today's special. Is that is that? I'm pretty sure it's the same song. Uh, well, it's Please. the Police. Oh, so the yeah, okay, you're right. So the police, then the hippos, yeah. So the first time I think I heard it was, yeah, the hippos covered it, and then that's when I found out that it was the police. That's right. So that's why it was like fresh in my mind as like the hippos. Um, But yeah, so um, I guess you don't have to really. I I don't even know. Were you fans of the hippos? Did you actually hear the hippos when they were back in the? I know one song by the hippos, and that's their cover of "Always Something There to Remind Me," which is a great cover. But that's yeah. about all. I, I think I know one or two other tracks. Say what yeah. I've heard, I really like, but I've never really delved too deep into them. Yeah, that's right. And then, how did you guys actually end up? Well, I should say, how do you guys end up working with Casey Lewis from Belvedere? Because he was actually on that track as well. But mm-hmm. it, just in general, how do you guys? Is it just a small social circle there of bands, or 
do you guys have like a, a long-term relationship with Belvedere or just him specifically? I mean, Casey and his studio are a bit of an institution in Calgary, right? Like that's, if you're in a punk rock band and you want to record, that's where you go. And not even within Calgary. I mean, people come from outside of the city as well to, to record yeah. them. I mean, it's, it's he does what he does. He does it extremely well. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's the short answer, yeah, I guess. He's, Rob. he's good to work with. Uh, he takes it to another level beyond like, not only does it sound good, but um, he really helps you and coaches you along. Like if he's got any outside opinions on things, he'll, he'll be the, he has no problems about uh, saying you should fix this. You should change that. You know, this, that hammer on should be a pull off, fix it. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Right. And uh, that's how so, we hit our uh, harmonies. We can't say otherwise. Yeah. So it, it really is a no brainer. We've looked around at others just to do our due diligence. But at the end of the day, I was like, nah, you're, you're going to go to Casey. Casey knows what you're yeah. looking for. Casey knows, um, you know, um, what kind of sound we're going for and everything else. And he knows how to get it. So, yeah, you know, kind of sounds like in it. Southern California, everybody goes to Cameron Webb, who puts out like every punk mm -hmm. album that's been made in like yeah, the exactly. Southern California yeah. area, pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. And there's reasons, right? So, and it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing here. It's there's, there's no reason really to go anywhere else. So, yeah, he's a good blocks so. from my house. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just ride my bike there. Carry your base on your bike. <laughs> All right. Now in the snowstorm. This Canada. <laughs> well, you, you just put bike, some uh, treads on there, some like tank treads, studded uh, <laughs> bike tires. There's, yeah, people do do that. I'm yeah, you did bike, bike to the studio the one day. I did. Then we went to the bar after, and you had to bike to the bar. <laughs> right, and I'm respond. I'm a responsible alcoholic. So, yeah. Yes. You can only get a by then. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of drinking and going to the bar, this leads directly into my next question, which is, I have to ask you because you guys have a few songs about beer and while the, the newest song on the pill is about drinking not it's not about being on birth control it's actually about drinking non-fancy beer um you also kind of started that journey of talking about drinking even as far back as probably one of the first songs you guys did which was uh five on a sixer from your first ep uh first of all i really appreciate that the song doesn't talk shit about pilsners because when i go out i just want to drink a shitload of beer and i don't care if it's fancy or you know, cost $9 and has 9% alcohol or whatever. But my first question to this is who the hell splits a six pack of beer? Oh, going <laughs> way back. I'll, I'll answer this one. Cause Johnny wasn't in the band yet, but uh, um, yeah, I would on jam nights or something. If one of the guys was like, yeah, I'm on my way. And I'd be like, yeah, I could go for a couple beers today. You know, I don't want to get drunk <laughs> or anything, but you know, just pick up, you know, one of those $10 six packs or whatever, one of the cheap ones or whatever, and I'll split it with you. And so I would just text him back five on a sixer question mark. And then gotcha. made a song on it. So. <clears throat> Cause for a quintessential party band, a party punk band, I would assume that it, what you really meant to say was split like a 30 pack. Cause that's like a six pack is like an appetizer. You're starting. Yeah. Night. Well, I, the song <laughs> stands true. It, it starts off five on a sixer and then, you know, 20 yeah. minutes later, somebody's running to the beer store to get a case. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. And then obviously talk to me about your fandom of Pilsners uh, from this song on the pill, because I'm right there with you in the sense that I don't like, it's not that I don't like microbrews. It's just, I go to a bar and I'm like, let's drink whatever, like the cheapest thing in there is like, it's five, five and a half percent. I'm good with that. Let's, let's drink that thing. What's, what's wrong with that? So talk to me about your uh, Pilsner uh, fandom. 
So this is because well, I'm, I'm drinking one right now. And uh, if you're not from Western Canada, maybe you don't know about the fantastic. So this is Pilsner brand beer, which funny enough, I think is more of a lager than a Pilsner than anything. Yeah, but is, I, I uh, really can't tell you the difference between a Pilsner and a lager anyway. So they're, they're all they're all they're all delicious. <laughs> and this was always the uh, when well, we used to call it Skaterade back in the day, but it was always the. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the cheapest beer that you could uh, get, and and uh, it's just what we grew up drinking and, and still do. And this is what you'll find in the band uh, the band fridge more often than not. So yeah. when Robbie was uh, was going for On the Pill, it's funny because specifically it is sort of referencing this exact brand of beer that we drink that we are looking for a sponsorship for, Old Style Pilsner <laughs> of Canada. Please pay attention. Uh, but it's funny because it's 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 got a global reach, and we've had uh, some other uh, interviews and uh, and uh, write ups and such that have referenced that song about just as a general Pilsner, right? So it is. Yeah. I just hit a hi hat there beside me. Have you have you sent it's, them the uh, song and said this is your new commercial? Go go put it on. Uh, we we should is what we should do. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then Rob will talk about High River Brewing Company, our second favorite uh, beer company out there. I almost got fired for that song. I work at a brewery. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, how could you do this to us? You're like, no, man, it's generic. Yeah, it's yeah. not about that brand. <laughs> well, it's a joke, right? And it, it's, yeah. it, it is funny because, I mean, when we're jamming, you know, we got five guys now as a five piece. We're pounding through the beers pretty quick. So, yeah, we want something cheap and easy going, right? And yeah, Johnny, Johnny is usually the guy. He's our lord and savior uh praise boner and uh he uh he would always show up with like a two four or 30 pack of pilsner and so i was like yeah why would we do anything that's else? how i got past so the all... audition exactly yeah. and that's <laughs> and then so we all just got used to just having pilsner because that's what johnny brought all the time and he was the first one to bring the beer and stuff so you know we wrote a song about it and everything else and i have been in that position sometimes like i mean i love craft beer i i do uh but there's some days where you just don't want to look at a menu you just want something cold and okay and cheap yeah right? when you could just say bring me pilsner and they know exactly what you're talking about then yeah. you're good yeah. bring me a beer yeah what kind of beer i don't care it's a cold one yeah yeah all right so i'm going to simultaneously ask you a question and admit to an error that i made in episode eight of one of my in the spotlight series this year when i, I asked another canadian punk band handheld about the song old timers which really confused the shit out of them because they didn't write it. You guys did. <laughs> but I had been listening to both of your albums in the same week and got them mixed up. So I have to ask you guys, since you actually did write the song, is one of you guys in an adult hockey league and do you actually dominate it like the, like the song Old Timer suggests? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine sometimes that if, if I was playing old timers, that's the guy I would be. I played a lot of uh, minor hockey, uh, started playing hockey when I was like five. And then by the time I was like 15, that's when I stopped playing hockey and started playing yeah. in bands and stuff. And then never really looked back. I still do a little bit of pickup here and there and, and uh, coaching my son's ball hockey league and stuff like that. But uh, always kind of wanted to go back into it and stuff. But so part of that song has some true reference to it. And then the other half of it is completely made up. So it's like a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I like, think I would be really good. But like we a all mediocre life fantasy. Old timers and rec league hockey and beer league hockey is just such a huge 
that's a part of our culture up here right so we all know yeah. that guy we are that guy some of us i mean i started playing hockey again the same time i got back into punk rock but i'm garbage i puked the first time i got back on the ice <laughs> from skating not from drinking <laughs> yeah. after too from drinking so are you guys fans of the uh, letter kenny and like shorzy series then absolutely yeah, yeah. i am anyway yeah, yeah. absolutely i love it and uh, just yeah. how they always reference like oh, that's a whale shit league or whatever like it's whale shit hockey <laughs> <It's> like... yeah <laughs> speaking yeah. of shit this I'm, I'm, these segues are just making themselves today. I've it's never, gone, never. It's not. This is perfect. <laughs> you guys did actually do some touring in Canada to promote the album, including a co-headlining tour uh, with Trash Ambulance called the Shart or Shared Album Release Tour. So, how was the tour, and how did you guys like? Have you guys ever played any shows in the U.S. or do you ever plan on hopping the border to play some shows here? I mean, how was the tour, Johnny? <laughs> the tour was fun i mean we love getting out and playing the shows it was it was our first time uh getting as far west as we went we went all the way to vancouver and, and played a show with uh with some great local bands there too blacked out and you big idiot um it's fantastic um and obviously traveling with our buddies and trashed ambulance i mean we play around in alberta a lot together we played a ton over the summer and uh with the ties with the record label etc it's uh it's just good times all together uh, with regards to expanding tours and going farther, absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure Gigi can't cross the border, but <laughs> somebody we can pay to take care of that. There, but, yeah, uh, there's ways around that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. There's the tunnels and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, playing playing shows is the funnest part of of all of this, right? I mean, we're not uh, we're not paying our mortgages with this band. We're out there to to go out and have fun, and yeah, and, uh, and that's what we did, and that's what we do, and yeah. A blast. I'm sure those bands in the 80s, like, you know, the Metallicas, Guns N' Roses, not necessarily maybe those guys, but bands of those ilk, I'm sure they had criminal records in multiple countries, yet they could still travel abroad. So there's got to be ways yeah. around it. We'll figure <laughs> there, it out. There is, yeah. actually. It's funny. Again, uh, talking to Steve the other day, he runs merit-based booking, and so he brings a lot of bands in and stuff, and he flat out said, he's like, yeah, some of them, is. depending on what they did and stuff, there's usually, I think there's like a... Um, a fee you can pay like i, I think yeah. like basically you have to get your work visa or something and there's like a fee on top of it uh to get across the border if you've got like a criminal penalty of, fee yeah exactly <laughs> depending on what it is i mean obviously they're not yeah. going to let just anybody go by but if it's something minor which yeah. you know if it's gg it's going to be more than minor it's probably <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna find someone south of the border to play every time i've seen strung out in canada for the last five years uh jake has never been out playing so i think he's got some border issues it's funny interesting <laughs> now, now, you, now you're stirring so up controversy here. and just just to be clear gg strung out and that's <laughs> well i will say i just saw strung out like a month and a half ago and i don't think jake was there either so he does play i don't know if it's just a border thing i don't know what's going on but yeah Maybe he's just bored and doesn't like the tour. He's waiting for his spot in the Maroons, but he's not getting it. <laughs> if only they call me. Yeah. All right. So obviously you just released this album. You've kind of released other new music recently. Are you guys planning on putting out any other new music sooner? Are you guys kind of going to kind of do more promotion for the book of Maroons still in 2023? Yes. <laughs> so we, <laughs> We, we played our last show of that spread out tour uh, 
two months ago, and tonight is going to be our first time seeing each other. We got a jam tonight for the first time in two months, so we 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 basically just wanted to take a break after that and then kind of regroup. But uh, you know, obviously, we want to get that video rolling and get that video out and pump the track up while the uh, movie's coming out. Yeah, and then uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of regroup and see what we want to do. Usually around this time, like in the winter and stuff, it's just best for us. We'll start. Um, writing some new stuff and jamming some new stuff out and and play with that a little bit but then uh we don't have enough fu uh funds to record this year yet so we'll probably have to play some more shows this year and then record next year maybe or late next year we're getting close so we'll yeah. see but uh it's, yeah we pay for everything out of the shows and stuff like that we don't fund it yeah. ourselves so no need in, no need to go like in debt to like start recording yeah. like let the band yeah. pay for itself uh, those spotify <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know that, like, obviously, uh, with the new music video, with the On the Pill song, what you really need to do is tell Josh from Trash Ambulance and, and High End Denim Records to get his shit together and, and pitch these to these, you know, I want to be on the soundtrack for the new Whitney Houston movie. I want to be on every commercial for Pilsner brand beer in, in Canada. Like, that's his yeah. job, man. Get him on. <laughs> we, we can call him right now. We can get him on here and we can all yell at him together. That's... Yeah, it's... Oh. They're really good at getting the word out and stuff, but uh, they're pretty yeah. low, um, low funds as well. So <laughs> yeah, and it's not like he's like you know got the contacts and connections to Whitney Houston's team or anything like that. But <laughs> not yet. You put it out in the world, you never know what you can get back. You, you'd be surprised. Yeah. There's things that you just say, "Hey, I want to do this," and within reason, usually can make it happen somehow. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. All right, so I know you guys have a cold-ass Canadian winter coming upon you, but do you have new shows booked, or are you guys pretty much just, like, going to take the winter off? I think there's a lot of hibernation going on for a lot of bands in this winter because they're like, we just played a shitload over the summer and spring and fall, so we're just going to lay back, play music, and, and get back to, like, recording soon. When is this airing? <laughs> this will be actually, I don't know, next week, I think, actually. Yeah, next, next week? week. Monday. Okay. Can I can I reveal something to you? And if it doesn't go through, you can cut it. Sure. <laughs> you're you're uh, gonna we just got, go ahead. We're, we're, we just got put on a Calgary show for uh, Mad Caddies on February 23rd, I believe it is. So nice. Uh, so we got a show in Calgary. It's our first show in Calgary actually since last April or since this past April. So it'll be almost a year since we played in our hometown here. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then after that, um, I do a lot of uh, little festivals and stuff like that that i put on uh sonar um is one of them and then uh i've got another one that i'm working on that's top secret that i want to put us on in june um nice. so we'll probably do a couple in the area uh and then i don't know we'll see like i said we'll we'll jam tonight and we'll see if we want to we're kind of i don't know we're kinda, we're, we're in no rush i guess right we yeah played it's, everywhere last year so it's you're right on I mean, with the mad cat oh, is pretty cool though That'll be fun. We're, we're really looking forward to that one for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head in the winter months here in Canada. I mean, you don't want to be touring. You got to drive 300 kilometers or 200 miles. Was that <laughs> Roughly. <I guess>. Uh, <laughs> you know, to, to even the next closest town. So it, it can yeah. be tough. So yeah, it's a good time to, to hunker down and work on new music basically, which is kind yeah. of the plan. And we'll hit, hit the shows again once, uh, once the snow melts. 
Yeah, I grew up in North Dakota, so I know exactly how oh, it is. Know. That's the shit is awful. That's why I don't live there, there or anywhere near there anymore. I live in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you made <laughs> a nice move. Man. I used to yes. ride my bike into North Dakota when I was a kid. Funny, my dad worked on the border for customs. We used to ride into Pemina, Manitoba, or Pemina, oh, yeah. North Dakota, to uh, go to. And the then you just go, "What the fuck am I looking at? This is garbage!" And then you ride right back. <laughs> right back. <laughs> like to I the can same feel the stench of, of the border. I can feel the stench of no public health care. <laughs> Yeah, don't get hit on your bike. Uh, yeah. on the side of the border. That's all. That's all our parents told us. <laughs> awesome. So we'll put uh, music. Uh, we'll put links to the music in the show notes below this episode. But do you have anything else that you'd like to plug? Any shout outs? I know you wanted to talk about your guys' website and stuff like that. Or anything else you wanted to say before we go today? No, I mean, if you if you like us, please go to our website and buy merch. It helps us put out new music. So. Yeah, like I said, we don't put it, we don't pay out of our own pocket when that the merch money and the the show money uh, goes to pay for the new music. So if we're playing shows and we're selling merch, then we can release new music. But if we're not selling anything, then eh. and we don't tour exclusively. Like we're not all over the place. So it'll yeah. be a while before we get to Vegas, and let's see. You know, Isaac pulls some strings for us over there. But. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get you trashed ambulance, um, the Maroons. Uh, bunch of other canadian bands and i'll just have a canadian punk fest in las vegas can fest <laughs> <laughs> let's do it you guys' website is it hickcitymorons.com is that what it, is that right uh hickcitymorons.com yeah sorry yeah when you spell it it doesn't have the um out though right <laughs> so they don't misspell it so yeah yeah <laughs> cool one last question before we sign off what new music particularly from this year especially you can just pick one if you want what new music would you recommend people check out Oh man, I've been listening to the new Cigar record like nonstop. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Album. Like I, I loved. Uh, what was the original? Was the original self-titled the one with Mr. Hurtado and all that on? I, I don't know. It's like twenty-five years ago. So long. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I love, love that. And then when I found out they were getting back together again, I was so stoked. And uh, yeah. yeah, I've had, I've had uh, Visitor on basically. Yeah, I think it might have been self-titled, but yeah, like I said, it, it was literally like twenty-three or some years between albums, and I was like. Who yeah. does that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's, been, that's been mine. And of course, our, our local buddies, Trash Dambo, that's been on the playlist big time for yep. sure. Yeah. Future Considerations, the name of that album. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Robbie? Uh, I know I know. there's some that I've, I've been listening to, but nothing's really coming to mind. So I'll plug Johnny's other band there. Check out Short Straps. Oh, uh, they okay. got an EP on uh, High End Denim Records as well. Uh, and then our drummer... Uh, has uh, a band called Upside Down Man. They're fantastic. They're going in to record with Casey in January, actually. So they'll have some new music for you, uh, probably around spring, late winter. Uh, so keep cool. your ears open for that. They're they're fantastic as well. So yeah, and just in general, a lot of the high end denim bands, high end denim records bands, are quite good. I mean, the the quality is getting even better. It seems like every every yeah. time I hear another album come out, I'm like, it's better than. You know some of the releases that were six months ago versus now. Yeah. It's like it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, um, getting, I, I look forward to. Of, uh, sorry, oh, they're getting a lot more uh, bands reaching out to them now and stuff yeah. too. Um, yeah. I'm kind of a volunteer with the label as well, so they hooked me up to their social media, and so I see the messages coming in constantly of other bands and stuff. So I don't yeah. touch them, but I get to see them. Yeah, going, it's like fuck you. You can't have my spot. <laughs> I'm on the. <laughs> <rest of> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being here. Robbie and Johnny from the Maroons for being on the show today. 
Make sure to go to the show notes below this episode to check out the music because they're a band that I think you'll hear about more in the future. But if you haven't heard this album, The Book of Marone, definitely go check it out. Obviously, it's a play on the title, The Book of Mormon, which is a play from you know the South Park creators. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before more people are going to start to find out about you guys. And also remember, guys, the Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation to the podcast to help us keep making some awesome episodes with awesome guests. Not necessary, but always appreciated. You'll find that link in the show notes as well. You can also find the full interview, full inter video, video interview, video interview for this, for this chat. <laughs> <laughs> so many stumbles there, but uh, yeah, you can also see the full video interview on our YouTube channel and now on Spotify as well. If you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, lists, and interviews, go to PoweredByRock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog. Also find our merch and gear as well, so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. And that's our first show for today. Another slip up. I don't usually mess up that many times, but we'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on. <laughs>